My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is Glynis Whitwer. Glynis is on staff with Proverbs 31 Ministries as the Executive Director of Communications. She currently oversees and writes for the Proverbs 31 Devotions, Encouragement for Today, with over 1 million daily readers. She also oversees content for the First 5 app with 2 million downloads, manages the content for She Speaks Writer and Speakers Conference, and oversees Compel Writing Training. Wow. (laughs) She is the author and co-author of 10 books, including Doing Busy Better, Taming the To-Do List, and I Used to Be So Organized. Glynis has a degree in journalism and public relations from Arizona State University. She and her husband, Todd, live in Glendale, and they have five young adult children, one daughter-in-law, and a an absolutely adorable grandson. He's nine months old. Glynis, welcome to Heroes for Her. Thank you so much, Erin. It's an honor to be here. So I'm excited to, to ask you a ton of questions that I have pre-prepared, but um, the first one is, did you grow up in Arizona and move or move there? And do you stay there during the ferocious desert summers or do you leave during those months? Like, what does your year look like? Because I know exactly how hot it is where you live. <laughs> yeah, I was born here. And so uh, it's always funny when people say, wow, it's rare to be a native, but you know, there are probably a million people that were born here. So I don't know, you know, about the decade I was born, but um, I've lived in Glendale as a suburb. Um, I've lived in Glendale all, almost all my life, and um, actually moving to Phoenix, back to Phoenix. I, you know, I've lived in a few cities. Going to school was in the other side of town, and two years. Um, this is how I got connected with Proverbs. For two years, in 1998 and 1999, my family moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. And we thought it was for my husband's job. Uh, it turns out it was God's plan to connect me with Proverbs 31 Ministries and change my life. So uh, changed and totally changed the direction, changed my heart, my life, the direction forever, the direction of my life. And so I, I do not leave. I am one of those very odd people who enjoys the heat. I do not like 115 degrees. No one likes that. But, um, but I actually really like it. And when they say it's a dry heat, it really does matter. It's, it, there's a difference. Oh, there's a huge difference. So I grew up yeah. in California. Um, and I'm wondering too, so you've got five grown kids, your grandson, like, do all of them live close by? Do you have to travel to see all of your special people? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, they all live in the valley. So it's a pretty big valley. And actually, the funny thing is they kind of moved on the east side. We live on the west side. So we're moving about 20 minutes east to cut down because a 40-minute drive is too much to be apart from my grandson. Of course, everyone says as soon as the grand you get a grandson, it's like, oh, there's kids there. I have kids too. Oh, right, right. I'm going to see my kids. <laughs> it's not just Grayson's house. It's Josh and Ashley's house too. So, um, But yeah, no, we're moving to be closer to them because they kind of moved on the east side. Oh, that's so funny. And you're like cutting down the driving time by what <laughs> seems like not that much time. But like in your grandma brain, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't. It's taking too long to get there to be with them. It's forever. It's got to be 20 minutes. So, so has, has becoming a grandmother to Grayson, and he's so cute, by the way, um, has it been what you've expected or has it surprised you in, in any way? I'm just curious. Yeah. You know, the, the 
thing that surprised me, um, I everybody tells you how great it is, and they're right. The thing that was the hardest, though, was um, that I realized I don't get to be with them every day, you know. And when you have your kids, I mean, that was probably the hardest thing for me when my kids grew older was I love being a mom. I love it. I love it. Like, I've told my kids, I want to build a compound and we'll all live, you know, in the same neighborhood. But, um, but I love being a part of my kids' lives every day. And that's the hardest part for me. So I've actually, I've actually made significant changes. Uh, like I'm not writing books anymore because I don't want to be in front of a computer on my nights and weekends. And um, I've made significant changes to make myself available for um, grandma duty. No, definitely. I want to dive into that too. And I know, I mean, even just in your recent blog post, because kind of you transitioned away from a lot of different things as these different seasons have come. Like, you know, I mean, years ago, you you were a career woman and then you transitioned to, to staying at home and then you were a work at home mom. And you've had these seasons of ministry where you've been inside your home, outside your home. And consistently over the last 15 years, writing has been a huge part of your life. But in this newest season, you've sort of transitioned out and had God confirm like the work that you're doing with Proverbs 31. So would you just kind of unpack that for the people who are listening and just walk us through like what you felt like God was telling you and why you feel like you've had that change happen recently? Yeah, thanks, Aaron. That's um, been a big part of my life for about the past three years. So it was um, before even knowing I was going to be a grandma, I started to feel this conflict of my work at Proverbs takes so much of my time. And then a greater awareness of almost an emotional cost of the work that we do, of what ministry costs. And, um, and I've always been one of those people who, I'm a, I'm a soldier through it girl. Like, I hate to admit weakness and I hate, I just don't like it. I want to be able to do everything. But I became more and more aware of what things, like the external, um, the external pressure and what the internal cost is. And so I realized for almost two years, it's like, I can't do both. Like, there's just not enough of me to do both of these things, to write, have a writing ministry, and to work full-time at Proverbs. And I weighed this, do I quit Proverbs and go full force into writing? I mean, I just weighed it for, struggled for two years. And then some things happened at Proverbs 31 Ministries. In fact, I think, you know, Lisa Turker has been pretty open about her uh, personal struggles, what she's been going through. And um, the Lord confirmed that my time was there, that that's where he needed me, and that I needed to put all my thoughts and my energy into, into that calling. I don't know where my writing will go um, in the future. I just know for now, it was a time to set all that down. And then, of course, I had the grandchild, which came after all that with Lisa started. And so it really was, I was watching God uh, direct me to a, a new season, a sport, and it's actually been kind of easy. I, it was hard. There, I have moments where it's hard, where it's moments where I'm, I think, oh, I can't believe I'm not writing and I'm not thinking about my next book. But, and, but then when I got my free Saturday and I can focus on my family, I think, Lord, you knew what you were doing. This is, this is where I need to be right now. Totally. I, I want to um, just stop there for one second and ask you, because you you know, you know talk about sort of having this realization over, over a little bit of time going, okay, I'm pulled in these two different directions. It's clearly not working. It's not what, what God has for me. Like, what did, what did your quiet time and you spending time with the Lord to try to discern some of this stuff even look like? Like, how did you, how did you arrive at the place where you were going, okay, Lord, it, not only does this feel like you're calling me to do one, not both of these things, but how can I transition 
and into that and just trust you through the process? Like, what do you feel like he was telling you? Yeah, gosh, that's a really good question, Erin. Um, I think it was telling me most was to become more aware of my internal resources and that, that they're, that balance and, and actually I'll tell you where it actually started. It was writing my last book, which was, is called um, doing busy better. And it was about balancing work and rest. And so at the same time, the Lord was showing me that I needed to honor the Sabbath. And I had so many reasons why I couldn't honor the Sabbath for so many years. And I just couldn't. And the Lord was just telling me, this is an area of trust. And, and he has always dealt with me on trust because I'm this independent person. I have never, like, I love the Lord with all my heart. I serve him, um, but trust him. Okay, that has, been a, that has been the hardest thing for me. So when he started dealing with me on the Sabbath, I knew I had to pay attention to it. So I started researching the Sabbath, of course, doing, reading the scriptures, reading all about the Israelites and when the Ten Commandments and why did he give the Ten Commandments uh, it was intentionally to people who had been in slavery for 400 years. So what was that connection? And what did it feel like to be enslaved by your schedule, to be enslaved by your to-do list? Um, and how could the Sabbath help break that slavery? So I decided that I was just going to do one thing. Like I cannot, and I couldn't figure it out. Like that's why I didn't do it. I was like, I don't even know what it means to rest. Like, what do you mean by that, God? <laughs> yeah. and, and so I just felt like him, he said to me, just try one thing. Like, don't answer emails on the Sabbath. And for me, that was Sunday. Um, don't answer emails. Don't check your emails. Don't go look at them. And as an editor, like, I am attached to my laptop and emails. Like, I just live on my emails. And so I decided I was not going to check my emails. And the craziest thing happened, Aaron, and I can't even describe it, but God started to break this addiction to overwork that I had and all those years of me trying to like, I would, I describe it like just trying to shake these chains off, like trying to find some new productivity tip and trying to manage or figuring if I just worked smarter and not harder. Um, I could never manage the overwhelming amount of work I had until God broke that addiction and that just compulsion and that need to work so hard by honoring the Sabbath. And um, it was a huge revelation for me because it was all about this concept of living in freedom. And that means so many different things to different people. But for me, it was a freedom to not work as hard and to just, um, and it led me to uh, soul rest, which is a part of what's in my book. And I know we're not talking about my book. I'm not trying to promote it, but um, this idea of soul rest has changed my life. And that's what Jesus meant when he said, come to me all who are weary and uh, heavily laden, and I will give you rest for your souls. It's not necessarily physical rest, that's where it starts, but it moves to soul rest, which is this amount of trust that God will get your work done, and He will help you get your work done in six days so that you can rest. It's, uh, it's, I'm so passionate about it, Erin, because it's all connected, and um, I don't know, that may be more than you wanted to hear. But no, oh my gosh, my heart awesome. is like bursting out of my chest right now, because we, we also, over the last, I mean, it's probably been a year now, we started practicing like a full traditional Sabbath at our house, and it has revolutionized, I mean, yeah. really every aspect of our marriage, our you know relationship with our daughter Rooney, our business, like what God is able to do when you're just resting. I think that's what he wants us to know, right? Like he doesn't need us to grind and toil and work ourselves to the bone. Like he's he's got situations handled that we can't even see 
Yeah. And we can, we can sit on a Saturday or a Sunday and not check emails and not be so overworked and overwhelmed by the emails that are coming in, the calls we have to make and all these things we have to do because God's doing things. It's yeah, so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. It's totally changed the dynamic in every way in our house. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah. And, and people ask me a lot, like, well, how do you do it? How do you start? And, and I think what God did with me was so sweet was he just said, don't worry about everything. Just pick one thing you won't do. Mm-hmm. And then when I didn't do that one thing, I added another thing on, you know, and so the Lord is so sweet when we want to honor him and um, he, may, he, he helps us along the way, Definitely. but it is it's life changing. And it's not just, it's there, like I said, I think it's moving us into this idea of soul rest. It's not just physical rest. Um, that's what God wanted with the Israelites. He wanted them to trust him. He, he had to change their mind from this slavery mindset to a, a, a kingdom mindset. And that's what the Ten Commandments really are. Definitely. I, um, so you, you know, so you're practicing the Sabbath. You, you've, you know, you feel like God's confirmed this decision to step into your calling at Proverbs 31. So it feels like you maybe have a little bit more space, right? So you're, you're putting these parameters in place to actually step into your calling, right? What have you, so God creates space for that. Like, what have you enjoyed most about transitioning into, you know, less book writing and more work with Proverbs 31 from the devotionals, from the conference, like everything you're overseeing? and working on in your role? What are you enjoying most about it? Well, what am I enjoying most? Wow, you are good at this, Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I, I think what I love most is being able to explore parts of my own gifting that I haven't had the time to do. And actually, I'm still on a process of bringing um, certain things at Proverbs into a, a healthier rhythm. But um, one of the things that is a unique gifting of me is I, I and I don't, I don't make up ideas on my own, but somehow ideas come to me, which I always thought everybody had a lot of ideas. But like on our executive team, we've had this conversation, there's, there's five of us where um, like they're great administrators, but like I am, I can't stop the ideas. So that's, I think, a unique thing that when you're just in the grind of I've got to get this done, it's hard to be creative. But giving your space allows God to bring things up that you haven't had the potential to develop or he hasn't really had the potential to develop because you've been so busy. So I think that's it. The problem is when you have a lot of ideas is that then you have to implement them and gets me back into this busy place. So I'm still trying to figure this all out. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, delegating is hard for me, um, but my staff is growing and I'm becoming a better leader. And so that's the other thing. The Lord's been training me to be a better leader. I've got so far to go. I, you know, the, and whenever you step into something, you think you know things and then you get into it and you're like, I know nothing. I know nothing. Like, why am I, why did you do this? I'm the worst leader ever. But, um, but thankfully God hasn't given up on me <laughs> and he helps me. He directs me. Definitely. And he never will. I mean, I, and I'm so encouraged by that too. I mean, and, and you know, our backstory as far as like starting the business and me leaving teaching and like, it's interesting how God opens doors, closes door. And it's just the entire process is this refining for your relationship. Right. And he's just, he wants to grow closer and like walk this life with you. So he's going to provide these opportunities to do that. And I mean, through all the, I mean, between the writing that you're doing and having to edit and like everything that you have going on, on the like administrative overseeing side of the work that you're doing, 
doing. I want to transition into the conference because what you were describing a second ago, like not, you know, not, you know, feeling like an ideas person and going, okay, how do these get implemented? I'm overwhelmed. Like all I can think about now is the upcoming conference because like I'm going to be there. There's so many great speakers and and people who are going to be there to train people who are coming probably with a similar mindset, right? Like, okay, God, you've given me this download, an idea or uh, an idea for a book or some sort of a story you want me to tell, or what does this mean, God? So let's talk a little bit about She Speaks. And I mean, I'm going to be there. I'm presenting two workshops and I saw on the schedule, you're, I mean, you're going to be there presenting on beginning writing techniques and just decompressing like all of the information a person would get at a conference. So will you walk me through and for the people listening, what's the planning been like for this year's conference? What are you looking forward to? I mean, what can somebody expect when they when they're there? And that's a lot of questions, but I'll let you talk. Yeah. Well, first, Aaron, thank you for saying yes. Um, I am so excited about you joining us this year. What you're going to bring, um, especially, I'm excited about your like ne- networking uh, workshop. Actually, well, we're going to have to talk about that because I think we're going to ask you to be on a panel too. Actually, so fun. Um, we are, we're so excited about this year's conference. I, one of the things, I, I've been overseeing the content for since the beginning, but I always try to find something new. I want people to have a reason to come back. And um, so we're all, I'm always pushing to challenge, to invite new, new people, step into new areas of learning. Um, I will tell you that She Speaks is after a family vacation. That's, those are my top times of my entire year, family, our family vacation. She Speaks is my very... Uh, top favorite thing to do. It is such, I, I can't even describe it. Um, I wish I could bring every woman in ministry to She Speaks uh, just for once because it's such a unique conference. Uh, one of the things that makes it so unique, we, we're going to train you. Absolutely. We, we bring in the best writing, speaking, leading. But what's so important and I, is that, if, that women have their uh, mind shifted into uh, about ministry because and that's what we do i mean we break down competition we break down anything that sets itself up against unity uh and also just discouragement because you know i, I you know if you you've published you've led you've spoken the discouragement can set a woman on the sideline faster than anything and it's satan's worst worst trick because it it gets us out of ministry but we are going to help women see the right way to look at opportunity and the right way to hear a no answer and how to hear God's voice in the midst of it. So I get so passionate about it because um, if God has called you to write, if he's called you to speak, if he's called you to lead, there's opportunity for you. He's not in this business of dividing opportunity or saying, hey, I'm only going to let the 10 best of you in. That's not what he's about. He's about creating opportunity and there's an endless amount of opportunity for people to serve in their calling. So um, I just, I love it. It's my favorite, favorite week, weekend of the year. And this year we're going uh, to have, in addition to you, Aaron, we're going to have a great lineup. And we have Lisa Turkers back last year, just some really difficult things for her. We didn't get her at the conference and she's going to be doing two keynotes and um, two workshops at, actually. So pray over Lisa um, because we want to get her there healthy. Um, Probably the biggest thing that's different this year, Erin, is that we have never promoted two conferences at once. So we have She Speaks, which is in July, but then in September we have something called She Speaks Studio, and that's a little different. Um, We're actually, for the first time ever, like we're not full for She Speaks yet. We have 
about 200 spots left as of the this recording of this, which is unusual. Usually we have we're full by now. But that's a great opportunity for people because we still have we still have spots. But trying to promote two conferences, and I'm just sharing the reality of you know you, anybody who's in ministry, you try things. You know, if you you think let's we don't know what this is going to look like, we don't know if we're going to sabotage ourselves, but let's go for it. Um, because we also thought, what if we started promoting She Speaks, and then two months later we promote She Speaks Studio, and somebody says, well, I wish I would have known about that because I would have chosen that. So. Um, can I tell you just briefly what She Speaks Studio is? Please, that was my next question. So just walk us through the differences yeah. between them, right? Because you like the feel and the vibe, and I'm sure it's going to be different depending on what people Very need. Different. So yes, please do. Yeah. So um, She Speaks is is actually, it's going to be a large conference. 700 is the max, but that's a pretty big conference with multiple workshops. Like every workshop um, session, there's five of them. There's six different options that you can have. You can just really customize your schedule as she speaks. You can take a writing class and then a speaking class and then a leading class, or you can pick all the writing classes. I mean, it's totally up to you. And um, we also have a pre-conference, which is on Thursday. And I'm super excited about that because for the first time ever, we've done a three-part Bible study uh, series with our first five uh, Bible study teachers are going to be leading that. Um, first time we've ever done anything that's a three-part, going to keep all these women together for three sessions. It's going to be really awesome. Get all the Bible teachers together at the start. She Speaks Studio, very different, smaller, 250, much more interaction with the leaders. It's designed that way to, to actually have you sitting in rooms with published authors, professional speakers, people who are in ministry right now, our, our own Proverbs 31 staff who are just brilliant at marketing and creating a platform. But you pick one of three tracks. So you're going to pick a book. It's like a, a book development track where we're going to help people refine the idea of their book. Uh, bring it to the point where we've got them, they really know what the focus is going to be, help them outline the chapters, and they're going to leave with a book proposal, a draft of a book proposal. Not the chapters, but everything else. Then there's our speaking track, and that's going to be for someone who's brand new or who's been speaking for a while. That's actually been our most popular track. It's surprised us. But that's going to be like if you, everybody needs an online presence, but a lot of people will just start speaking and then they haven't done all that background work. So it's all the foundational work that you're going to need to know how to create an about page, um, how to put uh, sn- snippets of your speaking on your website, what a website should look for. So how good. To, yeah. How, yeah. How, if event planners are looking, what are they going to look for on your website? So it's really going to be how to create that place. And then third is going to how to create a God honoring platform. And because we know what she speaks, women are going to go excited. They're going to have a publisher appointment and publisher's going to say, you've got a great idea. You're a good writer. Come back next year when you've developed when a, you have platform. a platform. Totally. <laughs> and there are going to be people who are like, what's a platform? So we're just going to start at the b- beginning and walk it through. Um, but each, each one of those tracks are going to leave with something. Like there, It's not just going to come for information. She speaks. We're really going to fire hose you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to get it all. And um, then afterwards, you you get to decide what to do. She Speaks Studio, more hands-on. Oh, that's good. Which one? I mean, and is She Speaks Studio versus the main conference, like, relatively new? Has that been introduced, like, in, in like, earlier seasons? Or, like, we, is that, like, yeah, a fun we, and exciting sort of new, different track? It is. Yeah. It's, brand, it's brand new. We did awesome. something called She Speaks Intensive mm-hmm. about four or five years ago. And it it was okay. <laughs> But we didn't have the commitment to refine it. We just, we thought we would try it. 
And this is really, it's a, it's brand new, but it's a refined version of that much more, um, structured, smaller, more focused. And so it's new and it's a, you know, it's, we've done something similar, but with, if this works, we'll do this again, we'll just change the focus so that people will know they're going to come for an intensive couple of days and leave with something. Yeah, that's so good. So for, okay. So for people that are listening and they're going, okay, yes, like God is stirring my spirit in either the writing sphere or the speaking sphere or both, right? Or he's calling me to like into a role as a leader in some way. And we spend a lot of time talking about leadership and females and we're designed to lead. And what does this mean? God, right? But we like practical tips and tools and helping women carry that out, carry out their calling. You've got people listening right now who need encouragement because they've got a stirring in their spirit, but they're, they've got the enemy in their ear. I can't do this. This is not for me. I'm not sure how to take a first step. So what would you say to encourage someone who feels that twinge in their heart for something God's placed on them and wants to attend, but is unsure for how to make it happen? Well, we have so many women who show up at She Speaks not knowing why they're there, having no clue, just knowing that they were supposed to show up. And I would say sometimes that's the best place to be because then you are completely open to what God wants to do. So I don't think you have to know what it looks like. You just have to say yes. And I always tell people, um, so I would say She Speaks is the best place for someone like that. It really is. Um, it would be hard to step into She Speaks studio without a clearer focus. But um, so coming to the conference, come with an open heart, come completely expecting the Lord to speak to you, come prepared to be surprised by what the Lord says to you, <laughs> because he does that. He's very good at doing that. And, um, I, I, and, and consider it an investment in your ministry. And this is probably something that um, is really hard for people to understand when they look at all that money, because it's a lot of money. And if let's say, let's say that you're a woman who's lives in the middle of the country and you know, the only place you've ever done anything is your small country church. And there's 10, you know, 10 women who come to your Bible study, but the Lord's stirring your heart, um, perhaps for those 10, those 10 women, perhaps for something else. And you think, and they tend to diminish it. Like this calling is, it's so small. It's not, it compare, we compare our callings and compare, well, if I had a bigger calling, it'd be worth putting the money into it. But um, the reality is every calling is worth the investment. Um, we don't need to have a, a 501c3 organization behind us. We don't need to have a church behind us. When we say yes to God's calling, that's just as valid of a ministry as anybody's calling. It's as valid as a, a missionary in another country. And so I think once we shift our idea about um, what does it really mean to be called and, and what should I invest in this, in this ministry? And it doesn't mean that you can all of a sudden come up with the money to go to She Speaks. It just is changing your mindset about spending money on your calling. That's just as valid. So um, maybe you don't get a tax, you know, you don't get a tax deduction off, off it, but, um, but it's still valid. That's so awesome. I, um, would you let people know just, and we're going to have to wrap up in a second, but I want you to make sure that we identify the best place that people can go to find out more about not just Proverbs 31, but the conference If they've got, you know, if they've got just a little twinge of something that it's a great place for them to explore what God is telling them. They don't have to go with all of the answers figured out. Like we say so often that God doesn't need or want our expertise. He just wants her obedience, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So if you're, you know, if people are sort of searching online and they want to learn more, they want to find out what's going on, what all the details, where, where are the, where's the best place for them to do that? 
Well, SheSpeaksConference.com is the website, and they can get information about She Speaks and She Speaks Studio. It's on the same the same website, and we've just we've got it all there. So that's the place to start. Um, Proverbs thirty one Ministries or Proverbs thirty one dot org is also a place to find out about Proverbs, and you can get a link to She Speaks from that as well. Well, I am so sad we have to wrap up, but I am looking forward, I mean, so much to attending this conference, speaking into it, and the workshops that I get to talk about. It's just going to be such a, it's going to be a ball, first of all. I'm so excited to just convene with all these amazing ladies and, and talk about ministry and talk about what God's doing all over the place. Um, Glynis, we have to wrap up and, I'm sad about it because I could seriously talk about this forever, but um, we, do, we do so at the end of each episode with something called the scoop. It's three questions, sort of rapid fire. Are you ready? Go. All right. First question. Obviously, this podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love heroes. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Uh, any teacher I had, whatever teacher, first grade, second grade, third grade, those were my heroes. Second question, what is a piece of advice you've received that has impacted your life in a powerful way? Um, just because a publisher says no doesn't mean God is saying no. Oh, that's so good. Third question. <laughs> no, I could talk about that for 10 more minutes. Um, third question, if you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Oh, you stumped me on that one. Oh, perfect. <laughs> uh, uh, reading Minds. Reading minds. <laughs> oh, that's so good. It kind of sounds evil, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I have the gift of discernment, which is something nice. I've stepped into in the few years. But it does. It only takes me so far. Like I know, I know there's something happening, but I can't tell what it is. It would be nice to have the full full picture. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, Glennis, thank you so much for being here. It has been just a joy and a blessing to chat with you. Oh, same here, Erin. I can't wait to meet you in a few months. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at BibleBells.com. Just let